get settled. We'll try to begin today. And I must begin by stressing a sort of, not an apology as much as a, a confession. That might be the best way to put this. You see, there are the, the subject of this particular series of lectures, this 12 Days of Christmas, it was something that was um, inspired by the recent rediscovery of the the holiday season, as we now celebrate it, just some, t- some few years ago here on the Ark Ship. And, um, well, it, this song... Um, featured in dialogues and in some analogies and so forth. And uh, my research on it began around the same time. I had looked into some historical uh, songs and doggerel uh, of ancient times, a personal pastime of mine. And so this fell into my particular bailiwick. And uh, bailiwick is another archaic term. I, I apologize for that, too, because uh, it is one of the dangers of dealing with these uh, these ancient texts, is that sometimes the words get um, get caught into your mind. But the, the, the reality is that many of these do not survive in any sort of active sense. They are static. They are... Uh, archives hidden in deeply within um, memory banks, many of those not necessarily with any references whatsoever. If there's one regret that uh, all historians have, is that people aren't very good at recording history, or more importantly, analyzing history just after it's happened, especially with things that everybody knows, and this would have been one at the time. Furthermore, we're turning a corner into the last, um, the last set of lyrics, and um, there are disputes about the order of operations for these last four. Uh, there are sort of um, different prioritizations depending on which crowd the, the that particular person or performer was was in front of. But we are going to stick to what had become more or less a standard, which is an ironic thing to say. We're used to that sort of thing happening today, where a standard is established and well-documented, and then you just move on from that particular point. But these were wild times. There was a sort of growth, unexpected growth, in the ability for information transfer that we take for granted quite quite considerably today, but for them it was it was new and exciting. And uh, there were very little, very little abilities to check anything. Uh, you would have to, you know, by, by word of mouth. Imagine if uh, the only way that a new standard could be proposed for, say, uh, elevator maintenance. Uh, and the only way it could be proposed is if the person who considered the original problem wrote it down uh, manufactured a, uh, a document, a, an actual physical document, um, much like a poster, I suppose, or kind of more like clothing, really. But they manufactured that and then handed that off to another person who was nearby them, uh, who would then potentially talk about it with three or four other people, and those three or four other people would probably talk with two or three more, but it would stop right then until there happened to be a travel from your section of the spaceship to another. 
And at that point, you'd carry with you this perhaps original version of this document. And then, and then you would have, uh, you know, you would go to another group and start spreading it again. And eventually, such things would travel, but maybe there was some mistaking in the in the in the the printout, or somebody didn't have the full explanation um, written down. and was doing it from memory, or perhaps someone not intimately involved in the construction and maintenance of um, of elevators uh, was involved with the conversation, but not entirely understanding it. And this is how. They would transfer their information, eager as they were to spread uh, things with such mimetic power. They they still were limited by such primitive means. If you've ever been involved in in any of the the severe maintenance um, times when we had, well, a few years ago there was an asteroid that that uh, unpredictably uh, ended up smashing into part of the arc ship and blocked out an entire section. Communication was limited with that section. And uh, it nearly drove everyone there uh, absolutely around the bend, uh, which is another archaic expression. So many words we have today have such ancient foundations. That one, I believe, had to do with the river and just being around the bend of a river. The river is a, a large natural body of water, not entirely unlike a drain pipe, uh, but uh, also, I would imagine, entirely unlike one. Anyway, on to today's lesson. Uh, we are going to be, as I said, traveling, uh, po- following rather, through the more standardized version of this. Uh, today's uh, verse uh, has to do with um, with. Nine ladies dancing, and on the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me nine ladies dancing, along with the maids and swans and so forth. Now, this is a very complicated one because uh, it 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 is not as one people as, as some people might think uh, a proposal towards towards some sort of large group engagement. Um, one could consider that, and maybe that would be another way to look at the song uh, with true love, not being um, the romantic sort of love, but in fact some sort of offer of uh, mutual partnerships or something. But in fact, um, and there's also interpretations which which try to try to create symbolism for these um, nine ladies dancing. But uh, the the more accepted uh, theory, uh, one which I worked on initially, and I, I I've not entirely kept with the theory, but it has been the one that's gathered the most attention, uh, is that at this particular point in the song, uh, instead of gifts, what's really happening is the uh, is the person who is giving the gifts is actually arranging an entire festival. Uh, and so this festival will present a, a, a program of, of entertainments, including uh, some sort of ballet or some sort of interpretive dance. Um, I regret, it wasn't the case when I was younger, but I regret today to see that most uh, youth are not engaged in any form of, of, of body dancing, of of rhythmic moving collectively to um to 
musical performances. Most of us are very isolated these days. Uh, with the increased uh, uh, ability for the three-dimensional projections inside one's home, it's not entirely surprising, but there is something nostalgic about uh, the the sort of presence, the actual presence of a person next to you in a room and you being able to express yourself physically uh, in a, uh, a syncopated style with them. Nonetheless, um, if you've never tried dancing, you're at a perfect age, um, right about the you know five, six-year-old age, uh, to um, to experience this. So we, I, I think once the lesson is done today, if you can ask uh, the desk to uh, project for you uh, a certain musical entertainment. I think that would be very well. So uh, no real symbolic uh, importance to this, just the beginning of the festival season as we wind up this, uh, this, this uh, uh, celebration. Well, that's all for today. I have some serious thinking to do, and who knows, perhaps I will find some some classic song to shake my booty to. Good day. I've... Yes. John Christopher Crinkle. That is actually my name. Talk to you tomorrow for the next lesson.